Clap your hands unto the Lord. He's worthy. Come on, somebody make some noise on a Wednesday night. Hallelujah. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house. Anybody in the house right now? Come on, anybody glad to be in God's house? Can we make some noise unto the Lord and praise him? Oh, hallelujah. Come on, all through the sanctuary right now. Every hand lifted up right now. Every voice extended unto the heavens. Will you pray in the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Everybody praying right now. I feel the God of all the ages in the house, the God of miracles, the God of healings, the God of the miraculous, the God that multiplies the fishes and the loaves. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, the Holy Ghost is present in this place. Amen. The Lord is present to heal in this house right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, lift up those hands. Amen. Lift up those hands as the evening sacrifice. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I know I've been working all day. I know you're tired. Amen. But I'm going to lift up my hands as an evening sacrifice. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost wanting to do something special tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, will you plug in right now and the Holy Ghost begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, God is doing something behind the scenes right now. Come on, ARC, right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, come on, this is revival. Come on, this is the center of revival. Come on, this is the center of revival. Come on, in the name of Jesus, in the name of, there it is. I feel something moving right now. Come on, I feel the angels moving right now. I feel the moving mighty hand of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. How many knows that God is still able to split the Red Sea? He's still able to open the doors. Come on, he's still able to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Amen. Come on, he's the same yesterday, today, and for I feel the spirit of faith in this place. Amen. It feels good to be a child of God on a Wednesday night. Amen. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. Say, I believe the word of God. Hallelujah. Woo. Clap those hands unto the Lord. I don't want to move. It's a... There's something wanting to break forth in this house right now. I feel the waters of God wanting to break forth. You say it's a Wednesday night. Amen. That's the best time. Clap your hands and praise him. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to link up with somebody. Grab somebody's hand right next to you. Amen. I feel some fire of the Holy Ghost. Come on and pray right now in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, this is an apostolic service. Blessings of the Lord are present for you. The healing of the Lord is present for you. Pour it out, God. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Come on, pray. Come on, pray against the adversary. Pray against the enemy. Pray against the opposition. Amen. Nothing can beat the prayer. Amen. Of a child of God. 
Nothing's more powerful than the prayer of a child of God. Come on, I've, there's about to be a wave of the Holy Ghost move through this place right now. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it. Come on, pray. My house shall be called the house of prayer. Hallelujah. And because it's a house of prayer, it's a house of breakthrough. In the name of Jesus, do it, God. Do it, Jesus. We're waiting on you, Lord. Do it in the name of Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can leap over a wall. I can run through a troop. I can slay Goliath the giant. Come on. Come on. I feel the Holy Ghost breaking forth. There it is. Come on. I can see the miracle again in the name of Jesus. Come on. The walls of Jericho come tumbling down when you pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name. There it is. Somebody's getting something. Come on, God's got a treasure chest full of blessings and miracles. Come on, reach in and grab it. Reach in and grab you a miracle. Reach in and grab you some strength. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Woo! Hallelujah. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost wanting to do something special right now. My God, I'm, I'm, I'm in a predicament. I want to move on, but I want to wait on him. I feel like somebody's got a miracle. Somebody's got an answered prayer. You say, it ain't Sunday. It ain't got to be Sunday. Jesus is the Sunday, and he can be Sunday even on Wednesday. Hallelujah. Come on, anybody needs something from the Lord? You say, what do I do? What should be my proper response? My proper response is to lift up my hands and begin to praise him and pray unto the Lord right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My financial help is in prayer. My physical help is in prayer. My breakthrough is in prayer. My sunshine is in prayer. My emotional breakthrough is in prayer. Woo, praise God. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. If you would go to the book of 2 Kings chapter 9. Amen. Second Kings chapter 9. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many are happy to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. I want to say what an honor and a privilege it is to be here with you. Amen. I want to say what an honor and a privilege it is to be here with my friends. Amen. Pastor Evan and Stephanie Hood, I love them very much. Amen. They're always on my prayer list. Amen. Because you pray for the people you love. James 5.16 says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. But before he said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, he said, Pray one for another. Hallelujah. 
I've learned that I get better results when I pray for other people. Amen. Because I know I've got friends like the Hoods praying for me. And, amen. And uh, such a rich history of joy and starting off together. Amen. On the evangelistic trail and preaching and seeing what God has done here in Carson City. This is a revival church. Spirit of revivals in the atmosphere. And uh, I like when I go to a place and the sign on the outside matches the spirit on the inside. I've been in places where they had praise on the outside, but there wasn't no praise on the inside. You know, when I go to grab a box of Lucky Charms, I don't want regular cornflakes on the inside. I want something with a little flavor. Is it all right if I just get down on the level? Huh? I, I, I want something that's going to be sweet to the taste. And I believe that when God comes to his church, he wants something that's got the flavor of praise and worship. Come on, our ARC on a Wednesday night. He said, I, I, wanna, I want something that's sweet unto the taste. And I said, God, if you show up to ARC on a Wednesday night, we're going to be praising you. We're going to be worshiping you, God. You can count on it every Wednesday without failure, Lord. We're going to be in the house of God worshiping the Lord. Can you clap your hands unto the Lord? Praise God. Amen. So thankful for it. Amen, ARC, and coming all these years, and, and uh, thankful for my wife and my family uh, that God has richly blessed me with, and, and uh, thankful for my wife. Man, you know, they say man makes, man makes the cars, takes us over the road, man makes the train to carry the heavy load. Say man makes the Man makes the buildings, man makes everything, man makes the money. And he said, and after man's made everything he can, he goes and buys from another man. He said, this is a man's world, but it wouldn't be nothing without a woman or a girl. He said, because a woman can make a better man. Now, I say that enough at enough churches to know I don't always get a 100% agreement from men, but it's the truth anyway. It's not good for men to dwell alone. You can't see it right now, but in the spirit, I got lumps and bruises and knots from some people don't like that. Amen. But even Jesus said, I got to have a bride. And that's where you and I come in. Jesus said, I'm not going to do this by myself. I'm going to have me a bride by my side. Amen. Amen. Going to 2 Kings chapter 9 and verse 30. 2 Kings chapter 9, verse 30. And when Jehu was come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it. <laughs> she painted her face, tired her head, and she looked out a window. She made herself attractive for a distractive tool. 
And as Jehu entered in at the gate, she said, As Zimri peace who slew his master, he lifted up his face to the window and said, Who is on my side? Who? And there looked out to him two or three eunuchs. <laughs> and he said, Throw her down. So they threw her down. Some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses. And he trod her underfoot. And if you'd be so kind to flip over to Revelation chapter 2, verse 20, or verse 19, rather. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 9 and verse 30 seems like it is the end of Jezebel, but we find her in the New Testament. And uh, we find her working in the New Testament. And uh, he says, I know thy works, talking to the church, charity and service, and faith, thy patience, and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. He said, notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest or allowest that woman Jezebel which calleth herself a prophetess to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Amen. You say, man, what a unique service for a Wednesday night. What a unique way to start off revival. But I believe that God has got an adversary that he wants to put in the chokehold tonight. I believe that God has got some opponents in the spirit, amen, sent out against his people that God wants to expose, that God wants to dominate, praise God. And so my title tonight, amen, is called Conquering the Spirit of Jezebel. Conquering the Spirit of Jezebel. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for the word. Hallelujah. We ask you in the next few moments, God, that you would do a spiritual work. We're trusting in you to make all of this make sense and put together. In the mighty name of Jesus, clap your hands as you're seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. I, amen. <clears throat> I'm thankful that God loves his people. Amen. I got one amen and a in a burp, praise God. Keep. No, no, I'm thankful that God loves us. Uh, one man said, you can go a long way on discipline. You can go even further on condemnation. And you can go a mighty long way on guilt. But love takes you all the way. A lot of people try to live for God in condemnation and guilt. A lot of people try to live for God on a lot of condemnation and shame. Amen. But I'd rather live for God because God loves me. Can I get an amen in the house? As a matter of fact, that is the only proper healthy way to live for God. Amen. People that try to live for God on condemnation and guilt tend to shade and project the shame condemnation and guilt on everybody else 
Amen. Because what you put in the fuel tank comes out through the exhaust pump. And if you're living for God on condemnation, shame, and guilt, that's the same aroma. That's the same steam. That's the same thing you're going to project on everybody else. But I refuse to live for God on condemnation and guilt. I refuse to believe the lies of the devil when the devil says you're not good enough, you don't pray enough, you don't fast enough. I say, shut up, devil. God loves me despite of my shortcomings. Come on, somebody. God loves me despite whether I pray or if I don't pray. God loves me despite. Come on, somebody. Amen. God loved you from the very beginning. Clap your hands and say, I receive the love of God. Bible calls the devil the accuser of the brethren. Amen. I see a lot of people, I see a lot of Christians living for God, a lot of apostolics living for God. Amen. On condemnation rather than the fact that God loves us. Amen. Let me tell you what John the Beloved said in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. He said, perfect love cast out all fear. When, when you get the right perspective about love, amen, you no longer worry. You're no longer anxious. You're no longer worried about whether the world ends. It don't matter if the world ends by tonight. Amen. I'm in the hands of God. I'm in the love of God. I'm in the power. Oh, clap your hands and say it feels good to be loved. God, I, First John chapter 4, verse 19 actually says, we love him because he first loved us. Hallelujah. I, I, I love that verse because it's letting me know this thing ignited by the love of God. Amen. And if it's going to be started by the love of God, the only way that the engine keeps moving, brother, and the only way I'm going to end up making it to the very end is not, not, not my discipline, not my prayer. It's because of God's love. Amen. Is the re you, that's what's going to make you all the way to the end. Praise God. I see a lot of people trying to live for God on discipline, and they're trying to live for God, amen, on a spirit of, 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 of perfection. But let me tell you something, amen, once you get a revelation, amen, that God loves you before he ever calls you, brother, that's enough fuel to make it past the finish line. Oh, somebody clap your hands and say, thank you for loving me, Jesus. Man, you may be seated. I, I, I. Imagine one morning waking up and sitting at the edge of your bed. Amen. Is Jesus Christ himself. Amen. That, that one from Galilee that you read about in the Gospels. Amen. That one from Nazareth, the healer, the doctor, the physician, the way maker, the one that multiplies the fishes in the loaves. He, amen, of whom they call the stranger that brings miracles. He, amen, the one that will multiply for those that are weary. The one that's set by the well of Jacob. Amen. And he helped a woman that was in sin. He that cast out all of the demonic spirits of the demonic yak of the Gadarenes uh, and put him in his right mind uh, and put, yeah, yeah, him. Amen. That's our father. That's the one that's been working behind the scenes uh, the whole time. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 4 says it like this. He says, who hath wrought it? Who's been working it out from the very beginning? He said, I, the Lord, the first and with the last. He said, who's been doing this thing from the beginning, calling the generations from before? He said, I've been working it out before you ever got here, and I'm working it out while you're here. I'm telling you, God's been working for you. God's been loving you. 
Oh, clap your hands and give God some praise. I got to hurry up. I'm, I'm, I'm building a foundation. I'm dealing with the spirit of Jezebel. What has that got to do with love? It has a lot to do with love. Imagine Jesus at the end of your bed, and he says, Jonathan, he says, he says, uh, yeah, I've loved you with everlasting love. He says, therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn you unto me. Amen. You say, would he ever say something like that? Yeah, Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 3. Jeremiah said, the Lord of old hath appeared unto me. That right there tells you that he loves you, that he's willing to let, you, let himself be seen of you. Amen. That he's willing to let you get a revelation about who he really is. See, see, a lot of people have been deceived thinking that Jesus Christ is some second in the Godhead of some second trinity. But Jesus said in Revelation chapter 1 verse 8, I am Alpha and Omega, beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come. You ready? And he said, I am the Almighty. He said, I'm the Almighty. You can read it. The words are in red. Amen. The Greek word he used was pantocrator. It's a compound word. Panto means each, every, any, and all. Amen. Crater means force, power, and dominion. And what Jesus was really saying was, I'm every force, every power, and every dominion. I'm each force, each power, each dominion. I'm all power, all force, all dominion. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, Jesus, the almighty God, loves you tonight. Man, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, you ready? He said, I'm crucified with Christ. Paul said this, I'm, I'm crucified with Christ. Amen. That means I'm on the cross with him. I'm dying out to this world. If you're going to live for Jesus, Jesus said, if any man follow me, he said, he's got to deny himself. Amen. That's the, that's the mark. That's the mission statement of Christianity. You're going to have to deny you. Let me tell you, because if you can't tell yourself no, you won't be able to tell the devil no. And I've learned a long time ago, I'm crucified with Christ. See, see, that's why when we come to the house of God, all of a sudden we get repent of our sins. And, oh, man, we're happy and everybody's hugging on you, kissing on you. Everybody, you get baptized. and Man, you're sprinkling water everywhere. Everybody's happy. We put a little dinner out there for you. All of a sudden you get the Holy Ghost. And, man, we're shouting and rejoicing, speaking in tongues. We got a little certificate for you. But we know crucifixion's coming. Because it comes for every Christian. And all of a sudden, the pastor gets up there, and he starts preaching Christian standards. And you feel that hand go, oh, uh-oh, what is that? I'm used to doing what I want to do. You know, I was used to going out Saturday night doing what I wanted to do. But I got in church, and my nail got, my hand got nailed to that cross. And Jesus said, no, you ain't going out Saturday night, but you can go to church on Sunday morning. I'm crucified with Christ. All of a sudden, God started preaching through the mouth of the man of God. And he started getting in my stuff. He started, he started preaching about the movies I used to watch. Come on, this is revival. 
Oh, you mean that's the, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm crucified with Christ. Amen. All of a sudden, he started preaching about the clothes I was wearing. See, people think they're ready for Christianity. Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to deny yourself. And when you're done denying yourself, you're going to have to pick up your cross. And then you can follow me. It ain't easy living for God when you live for God easy. Amen. But when you live for God hard, then it becomes easy. And I've made it up in my mind. I'm sold out for this. I'm full time. I'm full time. I'm a full time lover of God. Hallelujah. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. He said, nevertheless, I live. And the life I now live, I live by the faith. There it is. I live by the faith of the Son of God. You ready? Who loved me. You can't do this thing without understanding how much God loves you. Don't try to live for God out of condemnation. Don't try to live for God out of guilt. I'm talking to people. You think God only loves you the days you pray. My God. I'm off my notes right now. You, 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 you think God only loves you the day you have a breakthrough in church. But can I tell you, the days you are most carnal, God still loves you the same. Amen. What are you saying? I'm talking about I'm living this life, amen, by the power of God's love on my life. Ooh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm living this life by the Son of God who loved me. Watch, you got to get the phase of revelation. Once I understand he loves me, now I understand he gave himself for me. Mm. He gave himself. He said, this is, I'm living on the fact that God loves me, brother. I'm living. That's my fuel. Amen. That's my energy. That's my material. Amen. That's my combustion that I live on. Not, not on my own performance. Paul said, it's not by works. That's what he was talking about. Because there's people out there and there's a lot of different religions and a lot of different doctrines out there that think that living for God is based on performance. No, it's a fruit of loving God. But it changes nothing about the love of God for you. <laughs> Man. So what's that got to do with anything? Because we are lovers of God. They say, well, why has that got to do with anything? I'll tell you why. Because Ahab, his name means lover of God. You say, who was Ahab? I don't, man, you can spend a whole year preaching about Jezebel and Ahab, but I will tell you, Ahab, his name means lover of God. And in a moment of carnality, you ready? He married Jezebel from Egypt. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm going to preach the spirit of Jezebel tonight. And the reason why I'm going to preach that, because spirits never die. Romans chapter 15 verse 4 tells us that whatsoever things were written aforetime. Talking about the Old Testament. Whatsoever things were written aforetime were written, you ready? Written for our learning. You can learn some stuff right there. You can learn about spiritual warfare from the scriptures. You can learn about your future and about your world from the scriptures. In fact, that's the only way you're really going to learn about God and divine and spiritual things. You won't learn about God calling a 1-800-sidekick hotline. I know where I'm at right now. I know where I'm at right now. 
when you look at the spirit of Jezebel, Brother Jonathan, you don't see her ever interacting with women. Ever notice that? Because the spirit of Jezebel wants to destroy men. And the first man she comes after is a lover of God that symbolizes us. She didn't want to destroy Ahab. She wanted to marry Ahab and be comfortable living in the same house with Ahab. Egypt is a type of the world. It's entertainment and it's idolatries. This is why we preach against sports. It's, it's not that the sport is bad. It's the worship. Help us. Is this all right? It's, it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's got to understand something. I, I don't mind you shaking my wife's hand. But if you shake it too long now. You know, if funeral, she had a she had a, a major loss, a special case. I don't mind you hugging my wife, but you better not hug too long now. Am I, am, I'm just being real. <laughs> Bible says. Worship the Lord. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Bible said in the book of Psalms, clap your hands all ye people and shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. The, the, the reason why I don't go to the ball games and start clapping my hands and lifting them up and shouting, I don't want God getting confused. See, see. See, Jezebel came out of Egypt, and Egypt didn't want to worship the one true God. As a matter of fact, Egypt had all types of gods. It is the desire of the spirit of Jezebel to get into the church and the house of Ahab to mix and mingle. See, and this is why, you know, it's amazing to me that the biggest sports games are on Sunday. And, and it's amazing to me that sports is a man's religion. And it's amazing to me, brother, that men, you ready? They will take a jersey of another grown man, put it on their wife, take $400, go into the stadium, pay their offering. Oh, you, you better wake up. Revelate uh, Romans chapter 13 verse 11 says it's high time to wake up. Because your salvation is near. You better wake up and you better look and see what's really going. It ain't just a sports game. That's a worship ceremony. See, see, we have midweek Bible study and prayer meeting. Usually lasts about an hour to two hours. The amazing thing, Brother Jonathan, was when I was growing up in sports, we had basketball practice every Tuesday and every Thursday night from 7 to 9. And nobody ever complained about it. We walked to practice. We bummed rides to practice. We did everything we needed to do to get to that auditorium gymnasium. You think I'm going to let Jezebel get in the house now? No, I'm sold out to God. Oh, I know. You may be seated. You say, preacher, what's, what's that got to do with anything? It's got a lot to do with everything. Because... 
I've seen men go to the ball games, beat on their chest, rip the shirt off, paint their bodies with paint, but come to the house of God quiet as a church mouse. I had a dude stop me, man. I had a dude, I was in Elko, Elko, Nevada last night. A stranger. Never seen him in my life. Man, I'm, I'm hungry, man. Get out my way. Watch out, man. You know, when you get hangry, you know, you just, Holy Ghost, sitting out in the car, praise God. You just, let me get a number five. Yeah, yeah, extra. Yeah, extra mayo. Yeah, that's right. No ranch. Two, two. Thank you, Arch. Pull around. And this guy stops me. He's got a he's got a San Francisco 49ers mask on his face. He just stops me out of no more. He said, Who you going for? I had no idea what he was talking about. I'm like, I'm going for Jesus, bro. What you talking? Who you going for, bro? Coming at me like that. I'm like, hold on, slow down, brother. You're doing 75 and a 50, brother. Hold on, hold on, brother. What you talking about now? I said, I said, what is he talking about? He said, basketball, NBA. I said, man, I don't even watch, I don't even watch it. He, you don't watch it. And, you know, and he was nice, and I'm, I'm not knocking him, but I'm, I'm trying to tell you, will he have the same energy and the same zeal? He, amen. Will I have the same zeal and energy for my God like they have for their God? I got to hurry up. You've been down there on the 580 going down to the Bay Area when the Raiders, you know, I guess they're in Nevada now. They Remember when they was down in the Bay Area? And you drive down there Sunday morning to go preach. Brother, they got barbecue pits all open. Man, man, they out there, man, you know what, we call that fellowship. Man, they got steaks out there sizzling. Man, smoke out there just look like big old clouds. Man, and man, they passing big slabs of ribs out there. Man, they tailgating at the party. It's a pregame party. Everybody, this is early Sunday morning, and our church service ain't even started yet. I'm telling you. The spirit of Jezebel wants that to get in the church, amen, where you have God, but you also have other gods. And I refuse to be a worshiper of every other God, but I'm going to be a worshiper of one God. I'm telling you, this what, that's what Jezebel brings, brother. She brings the God of multiple worship into the house of Ahab. Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of your heart, with all of thy soul, and with all of thy might. Amen. He wrote Matthew 22, verse 36. He said, a lawyer tempting Christ, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus looked at him and said, love the Lord thy God with all of your heart, and with all of your mind, and with all of your soul. Yeah. This all right? See, this is why those old-time preachers preached against television. Make sure everybody's looking. Mm. You can't tell me 
that Hollywood is not idolatry. You know, it amazes me, spouses and husbands and wives that are married, you wouldn't want your wife falling in love with other lovers. How would you feel, wives, if your husband was on the phone with everybody else all the time and when he came to you, it was, hurry up. I got to get going. Where are you going? I got to meet up with so-and-so. Amen. You wouldn't stand for that. Let me tell you something. God is not going to stand for that. Jezebel comes from Egypt and she's, she's not trying to destroy the church. She says, why don't you mingle with the world? Amen. She got Ahab. Amen. And the next person, you ready? The Bible says Jezebel went after was a man by the name of Naboth. Bible says uh, that Naboth had a vineyard that was right next to the house of Ahab. And Ahab, because he was half Egyptian now, and he was half one half foot in the world, he was one half foot in the church. That's what he really was. He got to looking and coveting after his neighbor's possessions. That's all in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And that's what God is trying to pull you out of. Because he doesn't want you looking at the world. He wants you looking at him. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus. Why? Because he's the author and the finisher. I want to know what the author is doing with my life. I'm not worried about my neighbor. I'm not worried about being in competition. I'm not worried about. And the Bible says that one day he came in and Naboth, watch him. He's pouting because that's what carnal Christians do. Pouting. What do you have to pout about? You have God. You have truth. My God, you, you have a job. You have family. Hey Amen. You got clothes in the closet, food on the table, gas in the gas tank. Hey Amen. They said, let all these things be, let nothing be done with murmuring. Man, I got to hurry up here. He's in his bedroom. Why, why, you got to watch the spirit of carnality. Hey Amen. He's isolated himself. That's what happens when people start getting bitter. They start getting angry at their brother. They start missing church, and they start isolating themselves. And, and, and watch the spirit it attracts. All of a sudden, Jezebel comes in, starts talking to him. Not God. She said, what's wrong with you? He says, I, I, I want something that I can't have. I want something out there that I can't have. I hope you get it. I want something out there that I can't have. Amen. And let me tell you something else. Amen. The moment that Jezebel started talking, she conspired against Naboth. You ready? And she brought a wrong accusation against him, and she had the man killed. Watch this now. I'm, I'm going to give you some revelation. The word Naboth, you know what it means? It means fruit. The Bible says, bring your fruit unto the Lord. That is the sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of your lips. You know the spirit of Jezebel comes into the church to attack your praise and your worship? I I've seen it. She don't only go after the Ahabs. She goes after the worshipers, brother. 
hear me, because when you lift up your voice and when you, when you make an open manifestation of your love for God, that's called fruit. John said you're going to have to bring fruit unto repentance. John saying, don't just talk the talk. He said, you better walk the walk. Don't just have it on the inside. Now you got to have it on the outside. What, what are you saying, Brother Poindexter? I'm saying when the spirit of Jezebel comes upon a church, an organization, a congregation, a family, a home, a people, the spirit of Jezebel says, it's all right to live for God, but don't worry about fruit of repentance. God loves you anyway. And so that's why you have Christian churches proclaiming to be Christian. Amen. And fornication is running rampant. I just talked to a man the other day who's claiming to be a preacher. Bragging about the Chardonnay he was drinking. That's the spirit of Jezebel working. But I'm telling you, brother, not in the apostolic church. Hey, man, I'm going to stand up for some things. Hey, man, no, no, no. I'm going to stand, brother. I'm going to stand against the spirit of Jezebel. Let me hurry up. Amen. Ahab, Naboth, I'm hurrying to a close. And then, brother, the next person we see Jezebel attacking is the prophet Elijah and the other prophets. She, she, she harbors out words of intimidation and fear. And somehow, because we're studying the spirit, she has the unique ability to drive prophets into a dark cave of isolation. Only things that dwell in caves are bats and bears. Go read it in your Bible. Her prophets are at the table eating every good and dainty dish, and the prophets of God are hiding out in the deep, dark cave. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you right now, you pray for your pastor and your pastor's wife every day. Because I'm, t I'm telling you right now, I, 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 I've been to enough churches to know, hey, man, when the spirit of Jezebel raises her head against the man of God, hey, man, trying to drive him into that cave, I feel the Holy Ghost, to the cave of isolation and harboring out lies and deception, hey, man, harboring out all of these falsifying words. But I've come to expose the spirit of Jezebel, and I've come to say I'm behind you, pastor. I'm praying for you, pastor. Do you need... As a matter of fact, when he was driven in the cave by the spirit of Jezebel, it was God that it, God came to him and said, come on, let's get your ministry working. You go find you a Jehu. You go find you an Elijah. What was he doing? He said, brother, come on. Come on, get your ministry together. Hey, man, that's what I'm trying to do. That's what the man of God is trying to do. He's trying to pump this thing into another generation. He's trying to pass this thing. Come on, somebody. I'm praying for the man of God. Man, I've been preaching. I'm almost done. I've been preaching 32 minutes. I'm done. I'm almost done. I pray for my man of God. Because I know I know the spirit of Jezebel's working against the church. If she can't get to the people, amen, she'll come to the man of God. Amen. And if she can't get to the man of God, she'll try to get to the worshipers. Hallelujah, somebody. 
And I'm telling you, brother, she's coming. It's, I'm not talking about a particular woman. I'm talking about a spirit. Why is it? Why does it have a feminine? Why does it have a feminine uh, 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 polish to it? Because it works behind the scenes. Here's Elijah one day proclaiming boldness, standing against the prophets of Baal. And the next day after the voice of Jezebel, you want to know why? Because her voice carried with it a spirit. And it drove him into a cave of isolation. Drove him into a cave of confusion. Drove him into a cave of vulnerability. And God's trying to talk to him and he can't even pick up the voice of God. And I tell you how I stand against, you know how I stand and conquer that type of spirit from the man of God in my life? I pray for him every day. I pray for him every day. And I say, God, bless him and increase him. God, give me my pastor's spirit. Give me my pastor's vision. What are you doing? I'm conquering the spirit of Jezebel that he's fighting. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm doing? I'm saying I'm in the battle with you, pastor. And I feel the Holy Ghost, it'll reward you. It, it brings rewards. Amen. Moses stood there that day said, who's on the Lord's side? And all the prophets, the priests of Levi said, I'm going to stand with the man of God. Let me tell you something. When you stand with the man of God, God will bless your children. He'll bless your finances. He'll bless you on the job. He'll bless your phone. He'll bless everything in your life. Come on, stand to your feet. Clap your hands unto the Lord right now. Come on, lift up your hands right now for the Holy Ghost. Musicians, will you come right now for the Holy Ghost? I know it's a unique service for a Wednesday night, but it's all right. This is spiritual business. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You see the spirit of Jezebel, Brother Jonathan. She don't just work on the church. She's working on the world as well. The next time we see Jezebel, the Bible says she's in a window. She's making herself attractive for Jehu. The window represents worldliness. It's exposed to the public eye. And I'm telling you, the women of this world are subject and vulnerable and are under the control of the Jezebel spirit. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. Is this all right? I know it's strong medicine on a Wednesday night, but we're breaking some stuff up in the spirit. See, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2 says that the devil is the prince and power of the air. That's the airwaves. He said, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. That, that's why a little hot mama is on TikTok dancing the way she's dancing. Because she's under the control of a spirit. This is why the woman, the 38-year-old mother gets up and she's got kids and she's got a husband, but her dress, her clothing, Speaks of a different spirit. I know, man, I'm preaching. I'm not judging them. 
It's the spirit of Jezebel working in the, it's the spirit of Jezebel in the window trying to make herself attractive to everybody outside the window. It'll try to creep into our churches. And I'm not trying to be the pastor. I'm just, I got to preach what God gave me. Three, three days God spoke to me. And I've been wrestling with God. But I'm telling you, the spirit of Jezebel is coming at different angles. She'll try to get in the church. If she can't come at the church, she'll try to get the repented. That's the faithful followers. If she can't get them, she'll go come at the preacher. If she can't get the preacher, she's going to. She's trying to get everybody. And then finally we see her in book of Revelation. And now you know who she's coming after? She's coming after the young men. Trying to teach them how to commit fornication. That's where we get the word pornography. Pornography. I just talked to a psychologist the other day. He said pornography and women using pornography is up 74%. That's the spirit of Jezebel. I, I, I travel on planes, trains, and automobiles, and I look over and I say, oh, God. The world's dominated by this stuff. And you know why we conquer the spirit of Jezebel in the church, Brother Jonathan? Because in the last days, God's got to have a safe place. And this church in the book of Revelation was just kind of letting everything come in. But God said, I'm going to have a church in the last day that's going to raise up against idolatry. That's going to raise up against fornication and lasciviousness. That's going to raise up against isolation. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's going to stand against these things. What are you saying? It's all for one and it's one for all. And, brother, we're all part of this church and we're all fighting the same battle. I remember preachers coming to my church, a young man preaching against the spirit of Jezebel and all these things. I, I remember and I might have told this here, but I'll never forget years ago, I was preaching in Modesto, California. I was getting ready. I had one more service. I was getting ready to pack my bags the following morning. And, and I was sleeping. It was about 5 o'clock in the morning. Modesto, California. Something was tapping my leg. Telling me to get up. And I remember I woke up. And I'll never forget, there was a woman standing in my room about 8 feet tall. She was fierce. Her hair was chopped off. She was angry. She had these old robes on. And I, and I knew the moment I seen her, I said, the spirit of Jezebel. And she was upset with me. You want to know why? Because I represent preachers. I represent the ministry. I represent the church. I represent a young man. I represent the Naboth. I represent. And she was, she looked at me, brother. I'll never forget it till the day I die. And she stood over my bed. And I sit there kind of. I'm not trembling, but just in shock and awe. I've never seen anything like this before. And she looked at me. She said, I will destroy you. I'm not trying to be up here all extra spiritual. I'm just telling you the truth. 
it didn't become real to me till I seen it in the spiritual. And I'll never forget she had these slash marks on her cheekbone from the, the churches she had destroyed and people she had destroyed. I'll never forget it till the day I die. And, and you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how the spirit of Jezebel's working. She teaches young men, teaches people how to commit fornication. So we've, we've got a dilemma in this world, don't we? Because Jezebel stands in the window. Will we allow these things to dominate? Will we allow her to run rampant? You know something? I control this thing in my home. My kids don't control this thing. I don't just give it to them and go on about my business, no. You're going to watch what I, what I say watch. And you're going to be on it as long as I want you to be on it. And I'm not worried about your little bitty tears, you know what I, because there's a spirit. I feel the Holy Ghost, amen. I feel something flowing through this place. You know what God is doing? He's, he's tapping us on the shoulder saying, don't look at all the politics. Don't, don't worry about all the... You look at what's trying to come against the church. Because, Brother Jonathan, I got to be sensitive enough to know when you're fighting the spirit of Jezebel. And I got to have... I got to be sensitive enough to know, amen, that it's okay that you're fighting the spirit of Jezebel. That you're not less of a Christian. That you're not less of a man of God. I got to be sensitive enough to say, where you at? I'm coming to get you. We're going to fellowship. That's how you conquer that spirit. You know how you conquer it? Jehu. It wasn't Jehu that conquered. It wasn't Naboth that conquered. It wasn't even Elijah the prophet. You know who conquered the spirit of Jezebel? It was, it was some eunuchs sitting up at the window. You, you know what a eunuch was? A eunuch couldn't reproduce because he was, he was, he was consecrated to king's business. He was a eunuch because he was solely devoted and focused on king's business. And kings would make eunuchs so you wouldn't be distracted with reproducing. You know what kills the spirit of Jezebel? Amen. When you cut yourself off from this world and you're totally sold out for God. And you say, who's, who's on the Lord's side? And you say, I'm on God's side. So I don't just let everything run rampant in my household. Amen. I don't just let everything run rampant on my phone. I just don't let, I, I got to be sensitive enough. Amen. Some of you, you've been fighting isolation. You've been feeling these spirits that's trying to pull you back. Nobody cares about, that's that, that's that Jezebel spirit. Has anybody felt that lately? Raise your hand if you felt any. Yeah, I thought so. It ain't you. It's the enemy. People, man, church don't love you. What, what are you going for? Just wallow in your own depression. That's the spirit of Jezebel working. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, this ain't the first time I'm going to make this statement. It probably won't be the last, but I've preached too long tonight. Praise God. But I'm going to tell you something, brother. I got a burden on my heart. Because I see this spirit working. And I, and I see it dominating people out in the world. 
Amen. And I see it dominating people in the church. But I'm telling you, I'm standing up in the window tonight saying, you know what, brother, it's time we cast these things down. He said, weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought unto the obedience of Christ. And I ask you to come to this altar right now. We're going to cast some things down. And I tell you, when you walk out of here, the, the, light, the lightness in your spirit is going to begin to manifest. Amen. That heaviness and that battle is going to begin to recede off of your life right now. Hallelujah. You need a healing. You need the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Bible says, bless the Lord, O my soul, who forgiveth all of mine iniquities and who healeth all of my diseases. Come on, who's ready? Who's ready to cast some of this stuff down in the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. Come on. The, we've got adversaries fighting us. Amen. We've got things that are coming against our families. We got things that are coming against our mind and coming against our churches. But this is how you do it. You come to the altar, you lift up your hands, uh, and you begin to pray and get in the Holy Ghost uh, until these things begin to fall down right in front of you. Come on. Come on. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We're not going to let this mindset destroy us. Amen. I'm not going to let her have the victory over my mind and over my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift up your hands right now. Come on, Jezebel can't get a true worshiper. Come on, lift up your voice and say, God, fill me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on, fill me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I feel it right now. If you begin to lift up your voice, there's going to be a wave and a mist of the Holy Ghost moving through this place. Here it comes in the name of Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Come on, it's moving in this place right now. Come on, let the Holy Ghost work. Oh, bless his family, Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, the master's got you by the hand. Come on, the king of kings has got you by the hand. In the name of Jesus. Nothing can stand against the name of Jesus. You're one of his children. Remember, he loves you. If you will begin to lift up your voice, the Holy Ghost is going to pray through you in that heavenly foreign language. If you begin to praise him with the sound of your voice, that's it, child of God. I feel the master of the ages in the house. Come on, he's all over you. Amen. He's walking beside you. He's walking before you. He's helping you. He's strengthening you. Come on, that's it. Get lost in his presence. I love you, Jesus. That's it. Pray until that holy foreign language is coming out of your lips. Just like the book of, there it is. When that heavenly foreign language comes upon you, let it flow, brother. That's it. It's a Holy Ghost thing. Right there. That's it.
can have my soul. Come on, that's it. I belong to God and I'm fighting. 